0: Head to patreon.com slash chris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Back to school. Back to school. Anyone get that 90s reference? Okay. Anyway, uh, it is back to school time, baby. Well, it is almost back to school time for many of us. I decided to put out the back to school episodes earlier this year because I know that many of you start school much earlier than we do in New England, and I'm actually about to shortly join that crowd when we move to Florida. And one of the things that I know can become a stress once our schedules start shifting is meal planning. So today, let's dive into how we can gently shift our meal plan for the back to school season. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort, let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, Taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Okay, if you're like, meal plan? What meal plan? It was summer. I totally get you. Summer is supposed to be relaxing and breezy, and it's okay if you ditch the meal plan entirely for a more lax approach during the summer. But often as we approach the school season and our schedules start to tighten up, it gets more difficult to simply throw together a dinner or pop into the grocery store on a whim without it being an unwelcome blow to our routine. This is why having a meal plan comes into play. So before we dive into the how, I want to take a couple minutes to remind you why a meal plan or a dinner plan specifically, we'll get into breakfast and lunches in future episodes, is so helpful. Number one. Meal planning takes the guesswork out of what's for dinner. I know that that is obvious, right? But let me remind you, it does not have to be rigid and arguably it shouldn't be rigid or it likely won't stick. Just because meal planning takes the guesswork out of dinner doesn't mean you need to have a specific plan for every single night of the week for the entire year. It is simply knowing these are our options for dinner tonight and we also have the ingredients on hand to make any of these recipes. My philosophy is that life happens, so plan for it. But having a plan is going to simplify dinner. Number two, Meal planning saves you so much time. It saves you time going to the grocery store several evenings a week. It saves you time figuring out what's for dinner and it saves you time actually cooking because you can do prep ahead in order to make sure that those dinners come together quickly. It also saves you time by taking that time to choose recipes or meal ideas that fit within your unique schedule. I have worked with so many women over the years who are in this kind of frenzied state of figuring out what's for dinner at like 4 p.m. and going on Pinterest and finding a recipe, getting all the ingredients and coming home only to realize that it's going to take 40 minutes to make that dinner and it's practically bedtime. So let's ditch that. Let's choose recipes that work for our schedule, whatever week that is, whatever day that is. And so it is going to save you time by helping those meals to fit in with your actual life. And number three, meal planning simplifies grocery shopping and saves you money. You guys probably already know that I am very big on eating well and spending less. I created the Budget Kitchen Guide, which came out in early June. And it is so far my best selling ebook because it helps you to learn exactly how you can continue to eat delicious, nourishing meals without spending an arm and a leg. And the number one tool is to learn how to meal plan, because when you meal plan, then you have a place to start with your grocery list. You can write down exactly what you need, buy just the things you need. You know, few extras are always okay here and there as well, but you're going to essentially buy what you need rather than guessing what you need and ending up with food waste at the end of the week. And we know that the two keys to eating well on a budget, no matter what your budget might be, is to spend less and waste less. And if we end up throwing away half the things we buy at the grocery store because we meal plant at the grocery store, then we're not saving money. We are literally throwing away money every single week. So it not only simplifies grocery shopping by giving us an actual list that will actually help us to create meals, but it also helps to save you money as well. Now, we're not going to go super into the basics of meal planning today. If you want to go into the basics of meal planning, I'll link a few helpful past Healthy Mama Hacks episodes in the show notes. But today I want to talk specifically about shifting from summer mode to the school season. P.S. Even if your kids aren't school age yet, these tips will still help you shift season to season. So let's dive in. Number one. Take out your calendar and look at when things start to shift. Do you have activities that begin before the school year starts, say the football season or cheerleading or something like that? Or is that all starting the week that school begins? I know last year, everything started the week that school began. So dance and gymnastics and Girl Scouts, everything started that first week and it was crazy overwhelming and that was a lot to figure out. You're going to want to work backwards one to two weeks from the date that everything starts to change. So mark that date on your calendar when things start to shift and two, one to two weeks ahead. And that's when we're going to start the slow shift. The slower this process, the less overwhelming and the more likely you're going to actually get into a routine and a rhythm with it rather than trying to force yourself into a meal planning routine that's going to be stressful. We don't want this to be stressful. We want it to save you time and money, right? From there, mark down your regular schedule for the fall. What activities are on what night that you know of and what time? And specifically, when do you get home or when does your spouse get home? When do you want to start your bedtime routine? Whatever that looks like, depending on your kid's ages. Write down specific times as you know them what you're doing here is figuring out a realistic timeline for when you're going to be able to eat dinner and how much time you'll actually have to cook we want to be as realistic as possible because this is going to help us choose recipes that work for our unique schedule like i just mentioned also mark down any special days you might want to do a fun and special meal like the first day back to school i like to have the kids choose something special for that first night and so sometimes that takes a little bit longer And so that's something that we want to mark down. Or maybe you want to go out to dinner and you don't need a a meal plan for that night. So mark down the special days and mark down your regular schedule. So the next question is, how much time do you have to cook on an average weeknight? Write this down and also mark down the nights that dinner feels like it's going to be impossible or overwhelming. These are the nights that you're going to want to plug in your shortcut meals, your instant pot meals, your slow cooker meals, anything that you can do ahead to make these meals easier or shortcut things that you can kind of keep on hand so meals come together in no time. From there, it's time to create your magic meal planning lists. Okay, I just made that up, but I'm sticking with it. I love it. Magic meal planning (laughs) list. I want you to take your time doing this. So this is the time where I want you to pause. You might be doing all of this as you're listening. You're likely not. But if you're doing all of this as you're listening, this I want you to do later. I want you to carve out about 30 minutes to an hour for this portion of getting ready for your fall meal plan or your back-to-school meal plan. I want you to grab something fun. Go to your favorite coffee shop grab your favorite snack, grab your favorite drink, Starbucks brown sugar, oat milk, shake, and espresso, glass of wine, olipop, kombucha, whatever it is, make it feel fancy, make it feel fun. List number one is your family favorites for the back-to-school season. Again, we are being really realistic about this. This is why I asked you to go ahead and figure out how much time you actually have to cook when you're gonna get home. I want you to... Write down recipes or meal ideas that you know that your family loves that fit within your season. Your family favorites list isn't a list of recipes that you make on Christmas and Easter and your family loves but take like an hour and a half to make. Yes, those might be favorites. Yes, those might be special recipes, but they're not weeknight recipes. These are weeknight recipes that are general crowd pleasers that pretty much everyone in your family, barring, you know, random opinions that pop up day to day because we've all got kids We know sometimes kids don't like things, and that's okay. But overall, generally, these are the meals that your family approves of. So list number one, your family favorites for the back-to-school season. If you only have two or three items on this list, that's totally okay. It can be burger night and spaghetti night and Taco Tuesday. That's great. That's at least a place to start from, okay? And I also want you to take an extra step in this season And I want you to put a little asterisk, a little star, a sticker, something like that on shortcut meals. So meals where you have things in the freezer or the fridge that you can just toss together and make something really easy. Those are shortcut meals. We will talk more about shortcut meals a ton in the future. Uh, I share shortcut meals on Instagram quite a bit because they are my most popular reels. Because sometimes it's helpful just to have a bag of frozen meatballs or chicken or just something quick and easy that you can throw together for an easy meal. I want you to star these because those are going to be your go tos when your week feels crazy. The second list that you're going to want to have is a recipes to try list. This is what's going to take you a little bit more time, okay? So Pinterest is a great place for this, but I like having a master list that has all of the recipes and or meal ideas that I'd like to use and where to find them if they're not online. So I want you to take some time. I want you to sit down with your computer, your favorite cookbooks, Instagram, wherever you gather your recipes from and gather all of the recipes you want to try in this season. When you do that, I also want you to make sure you are looking at the time that these recipes are approximated to take. So you're not choosing recipes that are supposed to take an hour and a half when you only have 30 minutes to make dinner, right? So why is all this important? Why are these lists important? These lists are important because when you go to meal plan, you're going to have a place to start. You're not starting from scratch. You're going to choose at least one to two recipes from your family favorites list, more if you want an easier week or you need an easier week, and the rest from your realistic recipes to try list. I find the beginning of a new season is a good time to experiment and try new recipes and build up that family favorites list as long as the recipes you're choosing are realistic based on how much time you have on a weeknight. And then I start to choose more from the family favorites list as time goes on and life tends to get busier towards late fall and early winter with the holidays. So I like to use the month of September-ish to really start building up some of, really building up my family favorite list and trying out some of those new recipes. A bonus step that I want to mention here is to Also, if you have the time, take the time to organize your recipes. I have a whole episode on how I organize my recipes. I'll link that in the show notes or how I previously organized my recipes, but I actually need to update it because I shifted my system in the last year. And so now what I do is I have everything on Google Drive and I have folders for different recipe categories and I put all of my recipes, recipes that I found online, all there. Uh, Obviously, I have cookbooks that I use as well and I mark those with just little post-it flags. But for the most part, everything is digital on Google Drive and it makes it really easy to go and find my family favorite recipes and my recipes that I want to try. So now it's time to create your first plan. I want you to start by figuring out when you are going to do your meal planning. Routine is really important in this. And don't stress out if the day that and time that you pick doesn't work out the first time. It might just be that week or it might just not be the right time. You want to plan a day to plan or a time to plan before you go grocery shopping and with enough time to do any pre-prep if you want to do any prep on the weekend or the beginning of the week, whenever that works for you. We'll talk about meal prep in the future. But start by figuring out when you're going to do your planning and start making that a routine. Routine and flexibility is what is going to make meal planning stick as a rhythm in your life. So figuring out when seems to work, trying it out for a few weeks, and adjusting as needed is really key. So once you have your date set your date set sit down and create your plan I always recommend just planning for five days because remember flexibility is also key life happens so plan for it you want the flexibility to mix and match days you want the flexibility for impromptu date nights, invitation to friends houses or the OG budget saver left overnight We actually often schedule leftover night into our routine. But however you do it, having a leftovers night is a great way to save money and use what you have. If you are just getting back into meal planning, it's okay to not plan for five days yet. To just start with three days, preferably the days where you need the most support, where you need a meal plan or else your meal is just not going to get on the table. And then you can work up to five days when the school year starts. So that's one of the reasons why backtracking one to two weeks and going, okay, I'm going to plan for three we- three days this week, I'm going to plan for four days next week, and then I'm going to plan for five days the first week of school and see how that goes. And again, I know that this can feel like a lot. That's why we want to go slow and know that it's okay if things don't quite work out at the beginning In the first couple of weeks of the school year, it's going to take some time to adjust. It's going to take some time for this to turn into a routine, but it will turn into a routine the more you do it. And the more you figure out what meals are realistic for your family, what meals your family enjoys... And the more you start adding to that family favorites list, and like I said, later on in the season, we're basically just eating off of our family favorites list. We don't try as many new recipes because we get into that rhythm. And that's what I want it to feel like for you. I want it to feel like a rhythm. I want it to be a weekly routine. I don't want it to be stressful. I want it to take the stress out of getting meals on the table. That's why I'm such a big advocate of meal planning. There is so much more we can get into when it comes to grocery shopping and all of that jazz. But for now, we're going to leave it here because like I said in the last episode, I want to keep these short, sweet, and actionable as much as possible. I gave you a lot to do, so now I want you to go ahead and do it. But before I go, you didn't think I was going to leave you without a freebie, did you? <laughs> Click the link in the show notes for my free back-to-school meal planning toolkit with all of the tips I mentioned in this episode and over 30 dinner ideas from shortcut dinners to slow cooker dinners. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about meal prep and how to get that flexible meal planning routine into a flexible meal prep routine for back-to-school. I'll catch you in the next episode. Happy cooking! Thank you for listening to my Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.